0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is episode 14, being recorded on St. Patrick's Day from the Mean Your True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio. I'm Eric, the Big E, joined in person by Ramsey Thompson. Ramsey, how you doing, buddy? How's it going? And joining us via Zoom after a couple of couple of weeks, impressive streak in a
1: row, Justin Dahl. It was, what, two in a row?
0: Yeah, two in a row.
1: How we doing, guys? How's it going?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. You know, we'd be even better if we had our third person here. Luckily, my St. Patrick's Day hat is filling your spot, so my
1: race car was filling your
0: spot. Yeah, his race car was filling your spot, so the table is indeed full, but uh, it, it doesn't feel the same.
1: You guys miss me that much? I'll make it next week, I promise.
0: Better, we got some big stuff coming up next week. We have potentially our first guest joining the show next week. So not to give any spoilers away in case it doesn't happen, but we got some stuff going on there. We have some guests coming up in the next month or so, really. Thing think we're going to be really excited about, really want to hear what they have to say about stuff, and can't wait to have them on the show. So we'll start off with the episode, what we always do. we got some stuff to hype up here. First Monkey Knife fight didn't do so hot on NASCAR this weekend. Uh, a couple things happened. Um, Ramsey forgot, again...
2: Busy individual,
0: I kind of threw it together last second. Oh, and on on both both of my picks, I went one for two on both of them. I uh, just missed out on each of them, so that's on me. Sorry if you listen to them, it is what it is. Let's just use the uh the old men in black forget you pen and uh wipe that from the memories. That's two tough weeks in a row. It, it I'm glad happens, I'm
2: not doing that
0: in tough weeks, so yeah. No, it'll it'll happen we're, though. That's 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 the, that's the beauty and the pain of uh daily fantasy sports. So yeah. another thing we got going on, we've got a uh, we got some college basketball stuff going on. We'll get to that pretty a little bit later in the show here. Ramsey rolls his eyes as he hates college basketball for some reason. He hates the tournament and and is just un American right now, but he is what it is. And we got some prizes we're gonna give away and we're not gonna give away what those are yet. <laughs> But we've got about 30 people in the so contest already. So keep sharing. And that's as of Wednesday night. So plenty of time to join. By the time this episode releases, you'll have a couple hours to still join in and partake for some pretty cool prizes. Justin?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm betting that nobody, not one person out there in, in Root for Wisconsin land is going to beat me. <laughs> In the in the in the bracket challenge, I'm telling you right now, not one.
0: Justin, I'm I'm gonna win this thing. Justin, you're not gonna win the prize. You're not gonna finish first on this show, let alone in the tournament challenge.
1: I already won the show. There's probably I already won it. I probably have better odds. I hate college basketball. I am going to annihilate you guys. Eric, Eric's got an all big 10 championship. I How do ridiculous not. That's is false. that? That is blatantly. You, you false. You tried Justin. to talk yourself in and Justin, things. Justin, See, you're in Justin, your own head Justin, already, Justin, Eric. Justin, and Justin. you know, you just got to go in and you got to pick one and go drop it. Justin, drop it like it's hot. And Justin, it's done.
0: You're, you're blatantly lying at this point. I do not have an all big 10 championship. <laughs> I'm wrong again. I guess maybe I do Justin.
2: What we'll of it? Wrong again. I well, guess
1: even better for me. I've already won the show. Unless uh, it's an
2: all-Big Ten championship game, <laughs> like then you don't win.
0: <laughs> what a fool. All right, anyway, so we got that out of the way. We'll talk more about college basketball later in the episode. That's going to be pretty much our theme of the episode here. Before we get to that, though, we've got to talk about what we had rooted for this last week, and Ramsey, you want to start off with us?
2: Once again, I was pulling for uh, NASCAR to be good over the weekend, and it was. Phoenix is always a good place to watch those entertaining races where...
1: Yeah. Hey, Ramsey, I got a question for you. Oh, boy. This can't what did what did you think of them laying down the PJ1 on the outside lane in, in the race there? Did you think that was a good decision or a bad decision?
2: To be honest, I'm not really a fan of the PJ1 to begin with. Like, period. I get why they have to have it. However, um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of putting traction compound down on four race cars of any combination. I want to see who truly is the best driver and traction and compound sometimes takes away from that, I think.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. All right, Justin, what'd you root for this week? Well, I, I, I rooted for what the W or the WEC, the UFC came out with uh, a huge announcement this weekend and April in April at the end of April, they're, uh, they're going to have a, a big fight in Florida. And they're gonna pack the stands. They they said fifteen thousand people they're gonna put in that place. And how exciting! It's a it's a three title fight card, uh, two uh, women's fights uh, with uh, a rerun of Jorge Masvidal and Kamara Usman in in the welterweight, and just three huge fights. A packed crowd. It's oh, how exciting is that? We're we're starting. We're on the right track, and we're getting back to normal, and the UFC is leading the way. How how awesome is that?
2: As they always do. The UFC seems to always be leading the way and be yep. more innovative yeah, was, than everybody else.
0: UFC and NASCAR really were the first ones that could kind of back to action last year. Because the virus can't travel 200 miles an hour. True. <laughs> All right, we'll go from there. What I rooted for, I rooted for Badger hockey, both the men and women's team. The women made another Frozen Four appearance for the Wisconsin Badgers. Women, Mark Johnson, Miracle on Ice, heading the ship there. And the men are back in relevancy again, too. They played in the Big Ten Championship game last night. They should make a pretty decent run here in the NCAA tournament. So really exciting stuff there. Good time of year. You know, got playoff hockey, got playoff basketball. Spring
2: training baseball.
0: Spring training baseball, the greatest. Just life is hey, good right uh, now.
1: Hey, didn't. Didn't uh, Wisconsin's hockey coach get the Big Ten Coach of the Year? He did, Tony, Tony Granado. Granado. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's huge. That's nice.
0: And Player of the good Year was Cole Caulfield too. Shout,
1: shout shout out to Tony Granado.
0: Yeah, and Cole Caulfield though was the Player of the Year in the Big Ten. He's another Badger. So, and he played for Team USA in the USHL. So you know a lot of. A lot of local connections. I think he's from, like, Oshkosh, too. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, root for Wisconsin all the way around. So that's
1: there what we is. had rooted
0: for. Nice and quick segment there, boys. We'll start yep. off with the negatives here. and This is where we usually have some fun. We'll do our nuggies of the week. I'm going to start this one, and I'm going to go with, after Ryan Pace of the Chicago Bears. And Ooh, in, I like this. In general, you know, I don't want to give a noogie because I don't want to curse this because I'm enjoying the shit out of having two division wins a year out of Chicago. Ryan Pace's track record, especially just with quarterbacks, like take away whatever, you know, Khalil Mack, great get, whatever. But his record, his track record with quarterbacks is embarrassing. It's so funny to watch when, when you look at what the NFC North is going to be with quarterbacks, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, then significant step down, then Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. They're a toss
2: up though. That's the point. Jared Goff to the Super Bowl.
0: I suppose, but... So you got Jared Goff, you've got Kirk Cousins, then Andy Dalton slash washed up Nick Foles. Like let's let's review what the Bears' quarterback situations have been. First, Ryan Pace, his first one of his first moves as GM, Mike Glennon,
2: Mitch Trubisky.
0: No, let's let's break this down for just a second here. Goes and gets Mike Glennon, signs the dude to a massive contract, cuts him after one year, because he drafted Mitch Trubisky. He traded up one pick with San Francisco gave away his ent- entire draft for Mitch fucking Trubisky where he had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes just waiting to be taken. He goes and mm-hmm. gets Mitch Trubisky. Then he goes and trades for an, a washed-up Nick Foles with that terrible contract. He lets Mitch Trubisky walk this, sh- this offseason and they go back with... Are you doing that?
2: Uh, no, the fuckhead neighbors doing fireworks.
0: Oh, okay. So that's that's interesting. We're yeah. not getting
2: shot. With, well, that's good. That's fucking good. Fucking moron neighbor. <laughs> fucking new people moving in here. and ruining
1: it. Hey, they got to celebrate. They're moving in. Let's light some fireworks. Let's celebrate. We're moving in. Life's good.
2: I'm doing hey, a goddamn look, podcast. Get your fireworks
1: out of fucking house. <laughs> maybe we should invite them over. Have a little green beer with them or something.
0: So back to back to the Chicago Bears here, we had Nick Foles, who they traded a fourth round pick for, and then extended the dude for three years and twenty four million dollars, and then they signed Andy Dalton to a one year ten million dollar contract with three million dollars in incentives, and on top of that, you know, Bears fans clamoring for a quarterback, he did make a really good offer. Or, you know, I shouldn't say really good, an aggressive offer to go get Russell Wilson. When you have a quarterback who wants to play for you and wants to play in that city, what's stopping you? I mean, I guess Seattle. I mean, Seattle has to off, ultimately sign off on that trade, but why do you stop pursuing that? Like he's one of your, you're one of the four destinations for an MVP level quarterback, and that's what happened. Unbelievable. So that's Ryan yeah. Pace. Like I said, I'm not complaining about it because you know, good for Green Bay, but what a
1: moron. I don't know. I don't know. When you talk, when you talk about what they offered Seattle for Russell Wilson, that's, I don't know how much more you can really offer. You're talking three, three first round picks, a third round pick, and what two starters they had on their roster. Yeah. That's, I mean. So, the problem with that trade was the fact that Chicago was picking,
2: what, 20th? Yep. And that's why that trade didn't go through. If if Chicago was picking 5th, that's a done deal. Because then Seattle can take whatever quarterback in the draft they really wanted at that point.
1: But that's the problem. Then that,
2: that's what well, the they
1: ran into. I, I could agree with that. But when you think about it, when you offer two first-round picks for top five pick especially to a team like Atlanta who doesn't necessarily need to sell out and get the quarterback this year I and mean, you're gonna find yourself a trade partner with with that offer so I understand where you're coming from it's an easier sell sure but I don't know if I necessarily agree the whole way through that they couldn't find a trade partner to get up there to Draft a quarterback.
2: Well, I think Chicago might. I'm saying the fact that Russell Wilson didn't come to Chicago. That's just because Chicago didn't have a really good first round pick. And with Russell Wilson in Chicago, the next two first round picks that they were going to trade there probably wouldn't have been great. Would have been about the same. It's just trading three mediocre first round picks. So there was real no. There was really no real value there. Versus what right. what it actually looked like.
0: Either way. So that was my noogie of the week, uh, Ryan Pace being a moron. What do you guys got?
2: Uh, my noogie of the week is my neighbors lighting fireworks off or trying to do the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that what you were gonna go with to start with? Or did you have no, two? No,
2: but now I'm. Yeah, that is noogie worthy. My goodness. Yeah. Making the dogs stress. I hate neighbors. Do you
0: have a? Did you have one coming into that before that happened?
2: Well, yeah, but I'm not gonna. No, it's just the neighbors. They deserve the noogie. Just moved in down the block. Well, I shouldn't say Joe. They've been here about six months. The, the, that's not the way to endear yourself to your neighbors by lighting off fireworks. On a Wednesday? On a Wednesday. Go drink some green beer. I got nothing.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... That's I'm a, glad I wasn't the one. I thought... True. I thought, honest to God, I just thought Ram's just sitting there tapping the table like a madman. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is he doing?
1: <laughs> that's a good, strong take. I'll tell you. All right, Justin, what do you got? My noogie of the week... My noogie of the week is... You, Eric. Oh, you are my noogie of the week. Okay. You are my noogie of the week. Okay. So here it is, boys. Here it is. So not only did we two episodes ago did we just chastise Eric for bringing up rooting for spring training baseball, this guy, this guy doubles down and calls me out on Twitter on Stone Cold Steve Austin Day about how good a split squad team is hitting against two pitchers that aren't a 110%. Okay, they're okay, hold on, hold on, hold on,
2: hold
0: on,
1: hold on, hold on. You hold on, convince hold on, hold on. me they're giving 110%. No way. And that, second of all, for you to tell me that people care about spring training baseball is just a flat-out lie. It's a flat, it's ridiculous. You got to be kidding me with this spring training baseball take. Come on, man. Okay, Justin. I'm
2: also giving you a noogie, Eric. You never tweet at me.
1: Because we're on Twitter.
2: <laughs> I've been on Twitter a lot lately.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: okay. I'm going to say, here's why
0: you're wrong, Justin. Just straight up. So here's here's why you're wrong. Oh, boy. Here okay. we go. So we're going to start off with what happened here. First of all, this man goes on this whole Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. Dude tweets a picture of the rock, a gif of the rock. And I called yeah. him out for tweeting the rock. Hold porn. on. Hold on. Justin. Justin. I'm, I'm putting him on mute right now. So this man... <laughs> Tweets a gif of The Rock on Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, and I called him out for that. You don't do that. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin Day three sixteen, right? You don't. You don't tweet The Rock. You tweet Stone Cold. What was the meme of The Rock? It was the eye roll. The
2: there probably was better ones with Stone Cold than that's better what I'm Austin.
0: saying. That's what I'm saying. So that happened. The next thing <laughs> he's still on mute. This is awesome. I love when he's probably, not here. You he should probably mute. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. So the second thing, the tweet in question here was the Brewers' 17-year-old prospect, Edward Perez, was making his quote-unquote major league debut against Trevor Bauer, who is the highest paid player in baseball. And the fact that you're going to tell me, Justin, while you're on mute here, and this is why you're on mute, you're going to tell me, That these guys are just grooving in fastballs for no reason. When this is when they get to prepare for the season, when the Dodgers came into that game saying that Kershaw and Bauer, their two top pitchers, were going to pitch three or four innings each, you're not just out there just grooving fastballs for 17 year olds.
2: I disagree. No one cares about spring training. I can guarantee those guys. People
0: plan their vacations to go to spring training, to go to Phoenix, go watch baseball. Who does that? Quite a few people. You'd be surprised.
2: Okay. If anyone, I, know, I know multiple people who did that this year. If anyone that's listening, not to be whatever, but, like, try to take an actual cool vacation. I know, I know three people this year that did that. That sounds like the worst vacation ever. No. Let's go get, travel to the go desert. To go, to, go, go to Phoenix. And go watch baseball. You get to go
0: watch baseball, and you get to go golfing, pools, you know, get away from Wisconsin winter. Really wonderful time.
2: Yeah, but even when you're in Arizona in February, it's still not, like, warm. Seventy, eighty. It it can be in the sixties though. It's like seventy. I've it, sh- it might be today, sure, but sometimes in Arizona and it gets mid fifties, sixties in February. Yeah, sometimes, but I've been in Arizona once. <laughs> Fifty five in February. Justin's
0: losing his mind right now. All right, Justin, you're you're allowed back. So, is,
1: <laughs> are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> if there's anyone that listens to us that went to Arizona for spring training baseball. I apologize. You can curse me out on the Facebook page. It is 72 in Phoenix right
0: now. Right now. Yeah, but I'm not going to Phoenix to watch baseball. Well, that's why you're wrong. No, you're wrong. You get to get away from Wisconsin.
1: No. That is not noogie worthy. No. To watch a baseball that doesn't matter, that guys don't give a shit about and aren't trying 110%. How do you know they're not trying? There may, okay. there, me, may there may be five guys that are trying 110%. Let me ask sure. you this. Why that would you 17-year-old not, guy is trying 110%. percent you got to
0: be kidding me. Why would you not be trying 110% in the only little bit of an offseason that you get preseason that
1: you get? Because the season's 100 what? games long. No
2: one cares. Yeah. Why, to what up, benefit
1: though? do Kershaw and Bauer go out there? With their hundred million dollar contracts to to go out there and sling and and try to wheel and deal as hard as they can. You gotta get back in, a in game spring shape. Spring training game. You that gotta does get back in game matter. shape.
2: I'm ah, adjusting on this one.
0: You both hate baseball though, so that's that's not even a fair oh, side.
2: I don't hate we baseball. don't hate baseball. I hate you spring hate baseball, training hate baseball. Wow. Yeah, I'm with I'm adjusting training baseball. Can you imagine nerds went down there and went there yeah, for vacation? I'd
0: go there. I'd go there for vacation. Oh, you're telling me you wouldn't go to Phoenix to go golfing, swim, poolside, you're, you're bar? You're changing the argument. No, 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 no. This is all part of it, though, because you don't spend all day at the ballpark. You spend a couple hours at the ballpark. You have to go golfing at poolside. You get to sip on some drinks. It's a whole trip. You yeah, make a trip out I of it. Yeah, would,
2: I would sit by the pool and sip on drinks and then ever also go to the baseball park and be like, you guys are bunch of nerds.
0: Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You guys are wrong, but whatever. <laughs> all right. So... <laughs> So we look, yes, I... we look around the state of Wisconsin. We look around the state of Wisconsin. I initially on our agenda today had the Bucks are kind of trying and they're, they're there. They went and made a move today that we did not anticipate right before the show.
1: impressive.
0: Uh, they go and get PJ Tucker, trade away DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson and a second round draft pick. No, first round draft pick in 2023 to get their to get PJ Tucker, their 2021 first round draft pick back. And they sent Torrey Craig to Phoenix for some reason.
1: Yeah. So so the real deal on the draft pick, so just break that down. It the Rockets hold the a pick swap on it. So unless the pick goes between 1 and 9, the Rockets are going to swap it for a second round pick. Right. So it's essentially a second round pick.
0: The tra- but, the, the pick that the Rockets but, are getting, but the Bucks get their initial 2021 draft pick that was bouncing around between Cleveland and yeah. then Back to the Rockets and that James Harden deal. Now it's back to Milwaukee where it initially belonged. I trades are weird, man.
2: So, what and person actually keeps track of where that draft pick is? Like, do you get that in writing? Probably. Oh. Like, do you get this? Like, is this an IOU note? Like, dumb and dumber style, <laughs> wow. like in a briefcase? Yeah. Like, what, this is this an IOU? Or is it like an actual It's, legit, like, a bar, it's like a bar tab. little chips like the poker chips at the bar here's your draft pick is that how that works like anyone knows let me know i'd be interested
1: but the the (laughs) other biggest thing on this is is um before the trade the bucks were four hundred and forty thousand dollars under the cap with the trade they go to 3.5 million which makes them a player in the buyout market and one name you could possibly think about uh is lamarcus aldridge uh coming out of that
0: I would have loved in, that in, in 2014. You know, I would have been a some, big fan of that move be, in
1: 2014. <laughs> yeah, the, well, I mean, they're they're a big player in that sense uh, in the buyout market. You know, the yeah, veterans that veterans that are out there, I don't think Isaiah really Thomas, and
2: I think that's probably some guys
1: it that have experience that could help young guys and come along. And so it's a it's a big move. It's a great move. I thought I, I, it's sad scene. DJ Augustine go. I was really happy that they they got him I in free agency over the ever. summer. But true, that one kind of hurts. But
0: it is what it is, though. It's not like we had a whole lot of allegiance to him either.
1: No, no, no. But I thought it was a great move.
0: Yeah, no, I I think as long as they're you know they're going for it and trying to shake up the culture a little bit, get some new guys in, and kind of realize what's not you know working right now. So I'm I'm a big fan of that. To trade the coach. I'd say you can't do that, but, I mean, it's been done. Doc Rivers.
2: Who's the guy traded for a printer or fax machine back in 2001?
1: Wasn't that, like, a Memphis or Toronto? Yeah. Trade? (laughs) Well, I think it was a coach that got traded for, like, a fax machine. I I don't
0: know. I'll look it up for you guys, but. I
1: don't remember.
0: So we go from there. Um, You know, the Badgers will get into pretty heavy here, so we might as well transition over to the Packers right now. Uh, we'll start. We can. I guess we can go with the uh, we'll start with the big free agent news that they've kind of been doing here. So obviously, Aaron Jones is the big name. They've uh, tendered Robert Tunyon, they've tendered Shannon Sullivan, and then I believe they've also tendered uh Alan Lazard. So all those guys should be back. But Aaron Jones, the big move here, um, on Sunday, that nobody saw coming, and I don't know how I feel about because it it's it's really from a financial standpoint, it's a really interesting deal.
2: I don't understand why they decided to give him, what comes out to $12 million a year, right? Comes out to less than that. So basically, so here's how it breaks down. It's a
0: four-year, $48 million deal. Right. $13 million signing bonus. So really, you take that away. So $35 million. Right. So it ends up being under $9 million a year. Right. After year two of that contract, it's void, there's two voidable years. Right. So really, it's about a two-year, $9 million deal per year. Why didn't they just tag him? I think I think that's more of an optics thing. I don't have a good answer for you on that because they didn't have to avoid those two years. But Why don't you just tag him this year, tag him next year?
2: Because at that point he's, what, 28? I don't think he's that old, but yeah. ship him out at that point? Because what are the odds yeah. he actually plays all four years of that contract? None. I, Absolutely I, none. I'm with Justin. On that. I don't think there's any way he actually plays all the way through that contract. I like Aaron Jones. I'm happy to see him back. I'm happy to see Green Bay did something. But I don't think he's actually gonna play that four year deal, and it probably would been cheaper in the long run just to tag him, right? Well, n- not really, because
0: the the deal that they did ends up working out pretty well because of that two years of avoidable deals. So even if it, even if you're right and doesn't play all four years, it's not the worst interest for the Green Bay Packers. It actually, ends up being a very mutually good deal. So I'm I guess I'm a like I said I'm a big fan of it. I, I like it coming I, back now that I've know now that we know the financials of it. I think it works yeah, out it's really not well. Terrible.
2: I'm just not. I'm I'm glad. I'm happy that they did. Like submitted something, but I don't know if that's the money. Uh, that's right. I don't know if that's where I put my money. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, considering what you, what you saw Jamal Williams go for, it's like two. I know years, they're different seven, backs. Uh, they're different styles, but when you when you start talking about a guy who, really this year he was, he had injury concerns this year. Um, and if that starts taking a toll on him and you're going to pay him that kind of money, you know, a thousand yards, isn't just going to cut it now. You know, he's got to, he's getting paid top five back money and he's got to be a top five back. Uh, but which he has been to this point. The Packers traditionally do not do this. And, I could see it from both ends because, you know, if we didn't re-sign him about three months from now, we all would have been saying, you know, the Packers don't spend money. They don't put weapons around them. They had weapons. They didn't keep their weapons. It's a lot about like what people are saying about not keeping Corey Lindsley. Draft and develop and let him walk. Uh, or trying to sign back Casey Hayward have the develop and let him walk. You know they just... didn't let this guy walk. They they kept the they kept him. Uh, we'll see. The Packers are really kind of in a two year window right now. Uh, essentially, Aaron Jones's contract coincides with Aaron Rodgers' contract. So it's a it's a go for it now because next year they're going to be in a we wor- a very worrisome situation with the cap with. With the moves they're making right now, pushing everything down the line, uh, so it's a, it's about a two-year window to to kind of make it or break it when win a Super Bowl with this team. But isn't that what we? I mean, we've talked about the last couple of episodes that they've
0: never really done that. I think this is a step in that right direction to make that happen. Right. I'm a, that's that was, and that's why that, I'm a
1: big fan of it too. That's kind of yeah. I I can see that argument. I'm I'm. It's hard because. You know, as a Packer fan, and we'll speak from the heart here, as a Packer fan, we always say we need to keep our own guys, but on the flip side, we need to not pay as much money for them. Well, this guy took what essentially comes out to be a hometown discount. I mean huge hometown he could have gotten a bigger he could have gotten a way bigger contract, right? And it's it's uh, and it's more than the Packers ever really pay for a guy, and they've done that really from the beginning of the season when they paid Kenny Clark, to Bach, re-signing Bakhtiari and now to re-signing Jones, they've really kept their own guys and they're keeping them at home. So it, it's interesting to see and and how the Packer fans are so forgetful of. Uh, past years and, and wherever they were and complaining about it. And now they've done it. Good. has is, is done it. And, and now we're kind of like, Oh, well, I want to pay that much money for that guy. And and that was my initial reaction. And I, I think I, I do like it. I do like it. I just, I like it even more knowing that it's a, it's essentially a two-year contract.
0: No, no. I'm and I'm a big fan of it for that reason um you know like you said though you know Packer fans so quick to forget the years of watching guys like Micah Hyde Sam Shields Casey Hayward uh even going back quite a ways and this was a totally different situation but you got guys like Javon Walker that ended up getting away because of the money situation and so many different years of well I guess you know we're gonna draft this guy and hope it works in the first four years otherwise they're gone and it is what it is. I think we're kind of at a point where you know Packer fans are kind of seeing that time start to turn for these two years, that two-year, three-year mm-hmm. window. But it's going to be really interesting to see what they do in the rest of free agency here. We had some breaking news coming into the start of the show, a uh, guy that they were potentially looking at, Patrick Peterson, going to the Vikings now, which, I mean, sucks, but it is what it is. And one there year, ain't no way they were going to
1: give him what, what he got. There that's an overpay. Yeah. That's a that's a bad overpay in my in my point of view. But the ten Packers, million dollars, no, it.
0: absolutely. And the the Packers are just kind of in that spot of kind of, they're in a really interesting spot. I'm really curious what they're going to do here. I think they still have moves to be made. I just don't know what those moves are going to be because about every time I see somebody that could be, they go sign somewhere else. Which that's that's free agency. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of months, it's probably going to be Packer fans bitching about. Well, we didn't go sign anybody other than you know our own guys, but it's worked. I, I think they still have this work what? to do either at the linebackers
1: or corner. But they a slot receiver too. Which there's still some guys. Yeah, left they they for that, they but. they still need to clear up space. They just got under the cap today to to satisfy the cap, so they still need to work with Aaron and and Devontae to clear up a whole bunch of cap space. What's going on uh, with Aaron though?
2: Why is he not restructuring?
1: Well, now, I don't know that they pursued
2: him, quite yet. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, today, wouldn't you be like, "Hey, Tom and Pat already took deals. And yeah, they were. just here's twenty million back. Let's get this thing figured out."
0: I think I think they oh, are. Yeah. You know, truthfully, I mean, a little bit of my not conspiracy theory, but um, my kind of theory is that they're kind of waiting to see. I think they're probably in negotiation right now, and I think Aaron wants like one or two more years for that money, maybe even like a voidable year. And he wants that money to be stretched out over years instead of just at the end of the cap. Or, you know, pushing it out to that, you know, those cap hits. And I think that's what they're kind of held up on. But but if you're Aaron at this
2: point, wouldn't you just do whatever it takes to make it work? I mean, I would personally, at, but... At this point, Aaron's going to be compared to all the other quarterbacks that are in the league at this point. And he's probably had some of the... I don't, not the least success, but he's probably been the most underachieving of the elite quarterbacks right now. Because Patrick Mahomes is overachieved. Team-wise. Tom Brady's overachieved.
0: Well, and for so it it just sucks. Aaron Rodgers is an world. interesting case here because for so long he was hindered by terrible defenses and probably looking back, bad coaching with Mike McCarthy yeah. towards the end of that run that they had together. So he's held back and wasted for so long, and now that they're in a position where he had a career year late in that kind of that late career renaissance that could prove, to be, you know, we could see it kind of going forward because if he stayed, you know, he stayed really healthy this year, that should lead into next year staying really healthy mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, these maybe have like a two, that two-year window we were talking about. But at the same time, it's like, okay, what if this was a one-off late career resurgence kind of like, you know, other than Tom Brady, everyone kind of fizzles out at one point or another. We saw it with Drew Brees. We saw it with Peyton. I don't think that happens for Aaron Rodgers this year. But you kind of have to be, like, just in the back of your mind, like,
2: let's win now. Let's get that contract taken care of. So, like I said, if I'm Aaron, I'm doing whatever it takes. just uh, Like, here's $20 million back, right? Like, just take it, figure it out. Let's get some players here. That's yeah. basically what Tom Brady did.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I think I think they also have to work on Devonte too. I think that should be move one, actually, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, extend Devante, him.
1: Extend him out.
0: Extend Devonte for another three years. Push that cap money out a little bit there too. And that would help. That would help a lot. I mean, I, I think I guys sent you guys a, a picture of what that would do, uh, financially, just the potentials that they could do with that.
1: Um, let me take a look to see if I can find where that was. There's no way I could follow what that. What that fucking picture said.
0: So if they extend Devonte, that
1: was crazy. On how, de-
0: depending on how much they extend him and how long, it could bring back nine point four million dollars. And this is all per Zach Cruz, of Packers wire through USA Today. So if they extend Devontae Adams, you could save nine point four million dollars. If you restructure, extend Aaron Rodgers, somewhere in the fourteen to seventeen million dollar range. So that I mean that right there, those
1: two moves,
0: roughly twenty five million. And that's what three players probably roughly not well no
1: because you got you gotta you gotta open up five to six million for your draft class
0: so yeah i mean we still in the grand scheme of things justin's right we still have room we still have time i think there are a lot of guys like because we've all said this you know we've all said that they have to get under the cap and we're gonna see more cuts yet and more trades yet i think we're gonna have a really interesting off season still to come here so that's just the packers i mean there's been some the patriots have been busy I mean, that's been that's really interesting.
2: Wow. But that's just Belichick going back and saying, Hey I still run this bitch. Well, no, I haven't drafted well the last five years. Yeah. That's all that is. And with Tom Brady having the success in Tampa. Not that it looks bad on Belichick, but it definitely does. That's
1: there's that's, definitely some perspective. That's your ex just but. considerably upgrading. I'll tell you what, what, what the Patriots have done speaks volumes to what Ramsey's been preaching over the last couple of weeks with uh, how much a quarterback is making. I mean, Cam comes, comes out and at most he can make He signs for one year and at most he can make $13.5 million. Who, who out there right now has a former MVP on their squad? At thirty two years old that's making thirteen and a half million dollars. So
2: Which I love that deal too yeah. Cam Newton had a Cam Newton is not a great player like he was, but Cam Newton is still a top eighteen quarterback probably, top twenty. And you just yep. got a top twenty quarterback for thirteen million dollars, that opens up so much cap space to be able to put pieces around you and make I'm not even not convinced that they're done with quarterback moves yet either.
1: I, Cam Noon will be starting in New England week one. Probably. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to draft a quarterback, number one. I don't know who's going to be there, though, at that point. I think point. they trade up. I think they have to trade up. But you'd
0: have to get to, what, five? Well, it depends on who you want. I mean, you know Trevor Lawrence is going to be off the board. I've seen Justin. I mean, depending on how they feel about Justin Fields, I've seen him falling down to 23-24.
2: No way. Yeah, no, it's I, Pittsburgh. I, there's,
0: Mike's, there's there's, mocks
1: out there.
2: There's no way. Mike Reuter. So yep. He'll be a top ten pick.
1: I I I agree too. I think there's just too much potential there, but I think the thing that really scares, that's going to scare people off, is once the last great Ohio State quarterback.
2: Well, Justin Fields and is a little
1: be better than just an Ohio State quarterback, though too. Dwayne Dwayne Haskins,
0: I, I gotta say this though, you know, is
1: is recent memory.
0: I I really hate. I think it's a really lazy take to. Blame the school for the quarterback, like I mean, they're still the ones who are developing them. But to not look or to have issues about Trey Lance because of Carson Wentz's struggle last year, I think that's kind of a garbage take personally. But
2: I, I get it in one sense, but I also think it's, it's just lazy. Well, but Justin does. There is something to that with who was last great Alabama quarterback, who was well, last great Ohio State quarterback. There is something to that. However. I think Fields is a little different. I don't see what people see in Mac Jones, though. People say that he's a first-round pick. That dude, there's—you can make an argument that he was thrown to better talent this year than he will in the NFL.
1: Sure. Yep. And he's but I think ex- I think the thing that Pete that scouts and and teams are falling in love with this guy is is how accurate he is.
2: Accuracy doesn't he's, mean what it used to, though.
1: No, it. I I disagree with that.
0: Um, Yeah, the one Tom Brady. Andrew Brandt, who is a savant when it comes to, like, he's a former, he's literally the former uh, head of the Packers organization at one point. That worked uh, out well. Player personnel. Oh, it worked out really well for him. You know who Andrew Brandt is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Andrew Brandt had a great career in Green Bay.
2: Okay. What's he done recently?
0: He hasn't worked in the NFL recently, he's been doing media. Exactly. Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to go into that rabbit hole with you. Nice try. Nice
2: try. If he was that good, he still be in the NFL.
0: He doesn't want to be, though. That's, <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. So, no, but what I was saying. But anyway, no, I, and Andrew Brandt mentioned that for quarterbacks, anybody can have a cannon. Anybody, you know, the, the number one thing that they look at in front offices and everything is the accuracy.
2: I don't agree with that. No, I... I Personality is the first thing. In a quarterback talent, just on film, accuracy is number one. See, I, at today's NFL, is going athletic. That may have been the case in 2012, but in today's NFL, you have to have some sort of athletic ability to be a successful quarterback. Tom Brady is the what? outlier. Who's who's another that's, who's another non, somewhat athletic quarterback to be successful. Right now or ever. I'm saying, so, outside of Tom Brady, who who else is out there that can be sub-average athleticism?
0: Well, Drew Brees was for a long time.
2: Ben Roethlisberger. Ben is a really good athlete right away, though. Phillip Rivers. But that hasn't worked, though. When was the last time those guys got to the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, they were still top quarterbacks. Are you sure? Brees right. wasn't last year.
1: No, not, not Rob this Spayer last wasn't year. last
2: year. Phillip Rivers wasn't last year. But they were still top quarterbacks of their era. In the
1: last three years, they
2: have but, been. But stuff has changed, though. Stuff is changing right now. The NFL is going more towards... Because you can make... Patrick Mahomes, that's kind of his knock, is that he gets a little lackluster in the accuracy department, isn't it? I mean, ultimately. no. But Patrick Mahomes is regarded as the next coming of Christ. Like... Trevor Lawrence, look at your quarterbacks are coming out this year. Trevor Lawrence is above average athlete. Zach Wilson's above average. Trey Lance is above average. Justin Fields is above average. The only one that's not is Matt Jones, right?
1: yeah, but you can't you can't agree that different fla- different strokes for different folks. I different teams search for different things. Sure, but
2: what team right now is looking for a pocket passer, a pure pocket passer? Even New Orleans right now has one down in Tampa. Oh. But you can't you can't compare anybody else only to lead Tom Brady. Tom Brady is so far the outlier that you can't just be like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be the next Tom Brady." Like, I
1: wouldn't I wouldn't look at Aaron Rodgers right now and tell you that he's this ultra athlete anymore at thirty seven years old. Yeah, but he's
2: serviceable. He's,
0: yeah, but I I think I mean ultimately what we've seen as successful. In the NFL, Cousins.
1: What we've seen as as no success. After. We just got done praising Matt Stafford, Jared Goff. Matt Stafford's an underrated athlete though.
0: No, but that's that's what I think my point my ultimate point here is where that you need to be relatively athletic, but you don't need to be running down the field for a thousand yards like You don't need accident. to be
2: Lamar and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you just have to be above average athlete, and I don't see
1: that in Matt Jones. Fair enough. You just need to I think I think this guy's gonna be good. I really do. I, I the accuracy it's sure you could count to talent, but when you talk when you talk fifteen yard accuracy and he he's the best coming out of this draft class, there's something there.
2: Who was the most accurate passer coming out of the draft last year?
1: Uh, you know, I couldn't tell you that. Tua was regarded. My head.
2: Tua was regarded as the most accurate quarterback last year. And that's Tua was regarded better than Burrow in accuracy. If I'm looking back,
0: I actually probably would say Justin Herbert probably was, ratings-wise.
2: Yeah, I don't... I disagree with that. Tua, if you were paying attention last year, Tua was the guy that everyone was like, oh, he's an extra breeze. A little undersized, really good arm. And we're not even sure if Tua can play right now. Because that was his thing. Tua was an accurate passer with good leadership qualities.
1: You put Tua ahead Dak Prescott last week.
2: I would, as of today, I'd probably take two. I think that Dak Prescott contract is the worst contract in sports. Over Chris Middleton? Over Chris Middleton.
0: All right. All right. So well, that's uh, quite a bit of Packers talk. We'll go. We'll wrap it up with our, our grades here for the safety positions. We're going to keep it just safeties on this one. So we'll start with the two starters, Adrian Amos.
2: B. Hey. B+. Plus.
0: Yeah, I, I would say, I would probably say A minus. I I really can't think of any faults he had in this game. Yeah. yeah it didn't
1: stand out all that much. But, but it's not kind of, bad.
2: Your safety is kind of supposed to be that, though. You're not really supposed to notice yep. him. Same with Darnell Savage, right? I mean, yeah. You,
1: I would actually
0: give Darnell Savage an A, like unquestioned A, just for the, how athletic he was, breaking yeah. on the ball. I mean, he plays like a true. I mean, he plays a true. It's really interesting to watch the, the comparison of. Uh, Darnell Savage versus Adrian Amos, where Darnell is more of a play downhill, mm-hmm. you know, your true strong safety, yep. getting in the mix of things, whereas Adrian Amos is just a true free safety, playing over the top, yeah. playing center field, breaking up passes. I'm a big fan of both
2: of them. And the thing is that I, I, can, I can probably speak well with both of you in saying this, I don't really remember any plays that they were burnt on or... Really made, and that's what your safety's supposed to be. Safety's supposed to be out there.
1: I, th- I, I really think that uh, Savage is going to have a monster season so I. this year.
2: Yeah,
0: no, without
1: a doubt, a breakout With, guy.
0: Without a doubt, and I mean, we saw it already. We saw flashes of it this year under Mike Patton. Mm-hmm. And, and then just at uh, the
1: end, yeah, at the end of the season for sure.
2: Especially going into what we think is going to be a slightly more aggressive scheme, right? I mean, hopefully, mm-hmm. I. Th- think that's what they're they were trying to go to. So
0: Darnell Savage's number I I just had to look at the numbers. 56 tackles, one sack, Holy four God. interceptions in 2020.
1: Good for him. I didn't man. realize he had
2: four interceptions
1: or 56 tackles. How, that's a bunch. How a late safety. how late were those interceptions though? Uh, Can,
0: one was week 16. You, he had one in week 13 against the Eagles and then two against the Bears in week 12. So all at the end uh, of the season.
1: In the latter part, he really turned it up at the end of the year. Oh yeah,
0: without a doubt, and and like I said, I mean both these guys can play downhill. They both play, you know, yep. wanting to be physical. They both play so fast. It, I I don't think I have enough good words for both of them. They're, they're safeties. They're tr They're prototypical safeties. Sixty-five tackles for Adrian Amos, two sacks, two interceptions. I'll take that, Alda. So the next one I wanted to get into is actually who I think. Is going to be a really interesting grade. Who I think is going to also have a really good year if he comes back is Raven Green. Oh, I love Raven Green.
2: I was. We've talked about him. Raven before. Raven
0: Green. He played as like that true safety linebacker hybrid yep. that every I think every team needs that would made Cam Chancellor so good for yep. so long. I, I would probably get. I mean, just because he wasn't available at the end of the year, I probably have to downgrade him to like an A minus
2: B plus. But I like him too. He he's always in frame.
0: And he plays. He's another guy who. He covers really well. He's excellent in coverage as that, as that safety. Like I said, that he can play coverage as your like your dime corner if mm-hmm. you need to be. Yep. I can't think of a thing he didn't. You know he's had a really good year. Unfortunately, got hurt, but kind of that Micah Hyde type player that we were talking exactly about. Exactly like Micah Hyde. Yep, Great that's comparison. Twenty twenty injury season or injury shortened year. Twenty eight tackles, one and a half sacks, one forced fumble, one interception. Love that.
2: I hope I hope he's back. Green. Because, like I said, he was always in screen. He was always – because he's not quite what Amos and Savage are, obviously. But he doesn't have to be. When you have those but that's two, he can why, play that nickel yeah, corner, that
1: dime yeah.
0: corner. What, Raven Green? Justin?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't – you know, I'm not as high on him as you guys are. Um But for for the sake of it, because you guys have obviously studied his game a little more than I have. I'll I'll do a B plus because I will agree with Ramsey he is in the frame a lot. Uh, um, you know you just want to you just want to see the guy make a, a few more plays. So I'm gonna that, go that on, would be my only thing. So
0: I'm gonna go on record if he plays in the NFC Championship game instead of having Shannon Sullivan in the slot, that is a different ballgame that Green Bay probably wins. I
2: don't know about probably
0: wins, but I, then, I would I say think probably wins
2: because the offense still didn't
0: get going. But they don't have to as much if the, you know, because I don't think they have to as much. I think, I don't think Kevin King gets burnt by Scotty Miller. I think Raven Green actually probably ends up on him and covers that a lot better, puts the defense in a better position in a lot of plays. I don't think they convert as many third downs on that first drive. Like I said, just I, the, the difference that one guy can make when he's playing instead of another guy. And you don't necessarily realize it, but that was my... I thought that almost all game, just how great would it have been to have Raven Green in this game? That was my biggest takeaway. Well, one of my biggest takeaways of that game is just, man, if Raven Green was in this game.
2: Well, I think Bakhtiari is probably the bigger injury of the two. Like, Bakhtiari, that was where all that pressure was going for. Oh, no question. So, no, offensively, you're right. And I think that's probably where we were missing more. I do think Raven Green would have helped. I don't know if that changes the outcome, though. Because Tampa Bay, there, there was a couple of possessions there towards the end of the game where they not phoned it in, but they set out for field goals instead of being aggressive like they were in the first half. So,
0: Like yeah. I said, though, just the fact, like I said, I think he makes that defense that much different.
2: I agree. I think that it's a different... And it changes your scheme and who you
0: have on, you know, yeah. who you have where. Probably. So then we go from Raven Green. We look at uh, kind of the backups here, and this could get ugly potential. Will Redman... Um, one of those guys, I mean, he's he's a guy that didn't stick out per se, but he's also a guy that, like, twenty. I mean, 21 tackles, no sacks, no fumbles, no interceptions, 50-year guy out of Mississippi State. I mean, he was there. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Like, you know, we've been saying all these good things about, you know, Raven Green and, and Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage of, you know, you really don't have much of a grade on them because of how, you know, they they, they were no. that good where you didn't notice them as much yep. other than when they were playing downhill. I don't think Will Redmond makes that Exception here, I don't remember on the field. No, he. uh Let's see if I can get a snap count. It doesn't even have that. But uh, I mean, he played well in in spots down the stretch. In week seventeen, he had two tackles. Week 14 two tackles. Had uh, his best game of the season against the Bears in week twelve. Nope, I take that back. Week seven against the Texans, guy stood out. Had six tackles. So good for him. I guess. <laughs> I still don't remember him on the field. I, I, I I don't
1: know if I can say quite a name complete. I got to see he was average. Yeah, uh, Justin. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, if incomplete is being nice, then we'll do incomplete. Uh, I, you know, I just a- anybody outside of the top three that we really mentioned, um, they could get rid of. In my in my estimation, outside of. The kid they drafted out of TCU last year, I thought Vernon he, Scott, he
0: was our next. Who was our next guy? And that's that's what I was gonna say, Vernon Scott, really good on special teams.
1: Yeah, I think he's got flashes. I think he's, I think he comes in as a C. I think he's, I think he and, and C is because he he is really good on on special teams. So,
0: yeah, Vernon Scott, uh, in limited action, granted, he's like fourth fourth string safety, really, uh, eleven tackles, one sack. Out of, I mean, he played in how many games? Uh, it doesn't even say. Played in fifteen games, thirteen total tackles, and with all things considered, two assists, one sack. Yeah, no, I mean, a good rookie year for a, a backup guy no. that he drafted in the seventh round. Not gonna complain about that. And then one I didn't even realize was on the team Henry Black, the last safety here. Um, did he even run? He had six tackles this year. Number forty one he's not even no. wearing the same they don't on Packers.com, dot com on his jet target, he doesn't even have the same number in his picture as he has in on his, on his he's tw-
1: d he's got, minus
0: uh two tackles in week sixteen against the titans incomplete is that i i guess i'm gonna go incomplete i don't even know i i literally know nothing about this guy rookie sure out of is. ba- rookie out of baylor is he on i'm assuming undrafted
1: d minus
0: I'll I'll give him a D I guess I good for him I guess he made the team and played in <laughs> eight games He's playing eight games this year good for him. <laughs> was what, a special teams though. I have to assume so. It's almost all special teams. He didn't play until week seven. I mean, he was on the last half of the season. So well, look, like good for him? Pat on the back, I guess. <laughs> I'll buy you a beer for a seat at the bar. Yeah, pretty much. I mean. I don't know how we would recognize him because he's just got two fucking different jerseys, but good for him being on the team. Justin, any parting thoughts there?
1: D minus. All right. That's it.
0: So we'll D-. we'll finish that up in the next couple of weeks. Here we got some some linemen to talk about. I really didn't know how to pair that with anybody. I didn't want to go safeties and offensive linemen, so we just made a standalone
2: this week. That's a little uh. Yeah. It's a little gap, I think. Yeah. Do you so, want to do offensive line real quick?
0: We could. Might as well. Is that the
2: last one we have? Well,
0: we'd have offense and defensive line, so I was going to cover that next week. Oh, that's fine. So we'll go from that as the month of March gets to the best part of March, in most people's opinions. Ramsey's sitting here, kind of the scowl, unimpressed. But it's NCAA tournament time, March Madness time. Uh, one of my favorite times of the year. I know Justin, Justin's all psyched up over here. So. First, again, if you're you're listening at this part of the episode, you haven't filled out a bracket. And I'm going to
1: crush you guys.
0: False. But if you haven't filled out a bracket yet, still some time to join. You know, maybe join in that later rounds if need be. You probably won't win. But we appreciate you You definitely
2: won't win. I'm going to be pretty – it's going to be pretty funny if F College Basketball takes out Justin now. I'm I'm really rooting for that. I want Justin (laughs) to lose so bad. You guys
1: are all going to lose.
2: All right, Justin. Give us one Final Four team. What? Give the viewers one final four team. If you're so confident, give us oh, one final four team.
1: I'll I'll give you the national champion. Oh ooh. I didn't I wasn't asking for that. Well fine. If you don't want the national champion. No,
0: no, I give it to the, give the people, the Justin. Give it to the people. I'm, feeling,
1: I'm feeling giving. I'm feeling giving. Give it to the people, Justin. Honestly, I forgot who the hell I picked. But I'll tell you who could make the final four and that is a trendy pick. Is Iowa. Iowa is a very trendy pick. It, it works out well for them. I think a game against Gonzaga suits them well. I don't think uh, Gonzaga has a team, if it gets that far, ha- has a big that could handle Luca Garza in the post. Um, so I, I think if it gets to that point, Iowa's got a real good shot.
0: Now Justin, how I am going to ask you just straight up here point blank. How confident are you
1: genuinely feeling in this? 110%. Okay. So, I don't I don't things that I'm not real confident in, Eric. I'm not like you. I just don't spout off at the mouth about spring training baseball. Okay. It okay. just of this. Okay. okay. Go crazy with crazy takes. I'm telling you, I'm not only going to win I'm gonna crush you guys. Okay,
0: so I, I'm gonna ask you this. If let's make a little uh, wager here in in the oh now you want to
1: wager? I spent all week trying to trash talk you, and you and you were oh we'll see. Good luck to ya. I, you know I'm trying to get a little conjecture out of you, and you don't say nothing, and now all of a sudden. I now didn't... all of a sudden you want to make a wager?
2: That was pretty shitty trash talk. Not gonna lie.
0: I wasn't even trying to trash talk.
2: <laughs> I was saying Justin's trash talk is yeah. pretty shitty.
0: Yeah, I got nothing out of it. I don't want to boo him or anything like that. Like he's not even playing a heel well. He's he's like a he's like a WWE guy that like has been a good guy his entire career, and then tries to be a, a bad guy for like a month, and the fans are just not buying it. They're like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> That's what's going on here. So okay, so hey. Justin, Maybe I'm just a naturally nice guy, Justin Doll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you put your money where your mouth is, figuratively speaking. I can't even pull up my goddamn bracket. Yeah, and you expect to win with that attitude? <laughs> what the hell? So I, I want to make this interesting for our listeners. I mean, obviously, there's some prizes at stake for them if they should win, and
2: are prize real prizes?
0: Hell yeah, we are. We're playing with them. We don't, we don't have any say in this.
2: Until um, so viewers if I win a prize, I will re raffle it off to whoever can make the best burn on Justin.
0: I I'm a fan of that. So I I'm just gonna say this out loud though. Justin, what would you say to we could do you know how like Mike and Mike used to do like their tournament picks and and like Mike Golak would always lose and have to like drink milk shit out of a cow or something like that? What is a bet that you would be confident in making
1: between the three of us here? Ooh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Maybe wearing one of those terrible shirts that Ramsey has.
0: No, because Ramsey wants to wear that with pride. You can't you gotta go something that would inconvenience us a little bit. Party Boy Tom. Party Boy Tom, it's on it's on Facebook for the people. It's performing pretty well on Facebook, actually. I, well, I, didn't, I didn't expect it to perform this well, but I'm a big fan that it is.
1: But uh no, you put I my beautiful face it. out there, you're gonna get the likes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I've got Michigan winning, by the way.
0: I was gonna say, dude didn't even recognize who he had his own thing. I could go through the damn group chat here and tell him who had won.
1: Michigan, I've got. Now, listen, I'll give you, I'll give you the teaser of the day. All right, I've got Michigan sixty-six, West Virginia sixty-one in the national. That championship is a
0: terrible game. national championship game.
1: Oh, that's a great national I wouldn't championship. even turn that on.
2: Why? Virginia. I'd watch rock. it,
1: but there's that no way that that's Bobby happening. Huggins against Jawan Howard, the old guard versus the new guard. Come on, you guys. That is drama TV.
0: I would maybe watch it for, I guess, our root for Wisconsin connection in that game, Jordan McKay. Well, yeah, Spana, but you but... watch
1: spring training baseball, so your take kind of sucks. I, you're getting a little heated <sighs> there, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying
0: like I, I watch sports pretty religiously I mean I have to say I'm, I'm devoted enough to watch spring training and baseball and here you are spouting off a crappy national championship game that I'm would be just like the worst we'll rated the These worst, worst rated national
1: championship I'll, game it I'll would draw a, it would up almost up have this. worse
0: ratings than last year's game
1: it would have worse ratings
2: than our
0: show
1: it would have worse ratings than we last will, year's national
0: championship game
1: we Ooh. will make a friendly wager okay all right, one of two things. Okay. One of two things. All right. Okay. If, if it could be me buying each one of you, uh, Ramsey, I, I I would I would uh, buy you a thirty sack of PBR. Ooh. And Eric, I would buy you a nice. Thirty sack of Bush lattes or your beverage of choice. Ooh, we know you kind of swing all the way around with your beverage choices. You're not loyal to the to the beverage. That I'm a you true liked. gentleman,
0: Justin. I uh, I drink what's cold and what's presented to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that can be appreciated. You know, you're you're a great sure. house guest when you're like that. Just so you that's know, that's true. All right, he's a great house guest. Not paying Thank you. Roughly. Whatever's cold. I'm drinking it. That's good. Or, or or I could line your I could line your monkey knife fight accounts with $50 a piece.
0: I'm going with the beer, honestly. I think that's I think that's more of a more of a pride thing than the the monkey knife fight account.
2: So it's me and Eric versus Justin.
0: No, well, that's just Justin's. I way think here. it he, should be all three us. of us okay. against
1: each
2: other.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with to one, last,
1: want, last so place,
0: won. last place of the three of us buys a, a case of beer for the other two.
2: I like it. So I get two cases of beer if I, when I win.
0: If you win, yeah, no, and I'm no, gonna well, drink them No, you get on one. This. You get one. The last place person buys one for the first place and one for the second place.
2: Shouldn't second place also have to buy a case of beer for the winner?
0: Nope. Just I would say you get pack. rewarded for not finishing a last. Get her sixer. We'll do that. Sixer, yeah. twelver. Okay. So last place buys a 30 rack. Second place buys only the winner a sixer. And last place has to deal
1: with the fact that I'm they am getting beer. 30, in less than a month, I'm getting 36 beers to line my garage fridge. Just in time. Just in time to start partying in the garage, boys. I'm excited. I'm also thank gonna, hey, I'm gonna put hey, this. Hey, thank you in advance. All right, I appreciate it. This is the You're easiest welcome, beer I've ever won.
0: I want to put one uh, more. You guys
1: don't have a fucking chance.
0: I want to put one more consequence on this, too. <laughs> there is a can of bush light that's been sitting in this podcast room for 14 weeks now 14 episodes of the Root for Wisconsin show that I think Justin didn't drink on week one. That has sat here just chilling next to Ramsey's race cars. The loser has to drink that after the tournament.
1: Cold or warm? As sits. As sits. (laughs) That is a danger. That that is like. All right, I'm in. I'm not. All
2: right, let's
1: go. (laughs) I'm not scared. I already know I won, so I don't care. I'd like to watch you with Michigan and West Virginia. Eric drink that crappy. Musty old beer we'll see fits we'll see. it fits you it fits if it, it's gonna fit you like your bracket fits you it's terrible you got terrible brackets we'll see we'll see <laughs> All see right, so and this this is what I get for my trash talk we'll
0: see yeah because we'll it's see. not good trash Come on. talk here Give you me are here you are yesterday on stone Cold Steve Austin Day sharing gifts of the rock instead of the greatest Wrestler in the ring, Stone yeah, Cold Steve Austin. Because.
2: That's not true.
0: They're a
1: bunch of fucking jabronis.
2: The Rock's not any good either. Overrated. And that's the bottom line. That's, that's the st- bottom what? line. So. Stone Cold said
0: so. All right, so let's let's actually talk about the tournament a little bit. So the Badgers get uh, North Carolina in round one. The winner of that game gets to get the pleasure
2: of losing to Baylor in the round of 32. Ooh. I just I've been saying this all week. I would not want to play Wisconsin as a ninth seed. No, they're the best nine seed in the country.
0: They they are. I think they were. I I do think I said on the show last week. I thought they if they would have made a decent run in the, NCAA, the Big Ten tournament, I think they should have probably been a five or six seed with just how good the Big Ten is. I mean, you're looking at like Rutgers was a ten seed. Maryland was like a ten seed or a nine seed too. I don't think Wisconsin was that bad. They sucked down the stretch, including the. Uh, the opening round game they played last week against Penn State where they had an eighteen point lead and then watched it go away. But there's also, like I said, they had an eighteen point lead where when they're fire on all cylinders and I think they play up to opponents and play down to opponents. I mean they played Iowa tough three times this year. I mean they didn't I mean they had two bad losses. The first one against Michigan and the first one against Illinois. Well I'd say both of them against Michigan really, but it's a dangerous team. I don't think they beat Baylor, but I definitely think they beat North Carolina. That's one of my little surprise picks here. Not much of an upset by, I mean, by definition it is, but
2: I would say, I'm
1: going to triple you up, Eric. Okay. I'm going to triple you up. I have, I have Wisconsin losing to Texas tech in the elite eight. This is why you're not getting free beer. I think, I'm telling you right now, you wait, you wait. And you're going to be like, damn, that Coach doll is a smart dude. They've got, they've got the right tools to win in the tournament. We've been saying it all year. Senior leadership, they can play inside out. Now's the time they're going to get hot with the shot. They've been playing good ball. They just ran into a great Iowa team that has a great shot at a national championship. They're, you know... They're a two seed in the in the in the whole thing. So, I'm telling you, that they've got a great draw. I think I don't think Baylor is playing as good a ball as they were before the COVID situation. And now you're talking about another about a week off of not playing another game. I think they're gonna find Baylor at the right time. Uh, I it, it the run is gonna be on for Wisconsin. I'm telling. Right. You. I genuinely like other
0: than for the bet here, I want you to be right as a Badger fan. They have the potential to do it. I don't think they pull the trigger on it though. Just uh, based on what I've seen the last couple of weeks on here. That. I, I want I, I keep wanting to believe in them. You know, like I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. I want to believe in them every single time they take the floor. You've seen flashes of such, like I said, in that Penn State game last week, there was flashes of such high levels of greatness. And then they fall apart down the stretch and they can't buy a bucket because they don't have a go, you know, go get it. You know, this is guy taking the shot to break the run. They -hmm. don't have that guy to break that run. They've had guys who can do it occasionally, but they don't have a guy who wants to step up and take over. And I think that could ultimately be their downfall. Like I said, I want them, I want you to be right in this. I want to be wrong in that.
1: I don't think it happens. I just, I, I personally just feel like the the matchups going going down. I think even if they get to Texas Tech in the Elite Eight, their toughest matchup for them, and you're even talking about Baylor in there, is the North Carolina game. I think they would face they would face Purdue in, in uh, the third round, and I think that's an easy win for them. I, I know they've lost it, but that's when they they found themselves in the rut. They've they've really started to play good basketball here. It just it hasn't showed up in the final score. No, I, um, I got you on that. Like you're talking so, I, about,
0: there's nothing that you're saying I don't agree with. Yeah, I just I don't know if it happens. I th- I don't know if they can. I don't know if this team's capable of pulling that trigger and, and realizing that it's play now time. Like that's one thing that was said down the stretch about Kansas City. Kansas City. In, in football, anyway. They played so relaxed all the time that what's going to happen when they actually have to show up and can't rely on just pure talent, can they turn it on? I'm not sure if they can turn it on at this point.
2: we have All right. We haven't seen a reason to believe that they can turn it on all year. We've kind of been sitting on our hands waiting for them to start playing better, but they still kind of disappoint, I guess. Week after week after
1: week, so I think I'm that, Eric. So that's looking at Wisconsin. All right, so you guys tell me. Okay. You guys tell me. Don't you have? What's your What's your big upset? My. What, what's your big grand pick? If I gave you, I gave you guys like four picks. You, did. you guys haven't you given did. me nothing.
0: You did. If, I truthfully, I think my big shocking pick. I think North Texas has a really good shot against Purdue. The 13 4 matchup, I mean, just statistically speaking, every year for the last 20, or for 25 of the last 35 years, I'm reading this from ESPN. Every year for the last 25 of the last 35, there's been at least one 13 seed that beats a 4 seed. And in the past two tournaments, five of those eight matchups have been decided by single digits. That's always a very dangerous type game. Uh, North Texas is an outstanding defensive team, and Purdue can get cold sometimes. So uh, that's my kind of my shocker in the first round. Okay. I think
2: uh, Michigan State over BYU.
0: Also, I'm going to go with Wichita yeah. State. The winner of Wichita State, Drake, over USC, that 11-6 matchup there.
1: I did that one. as was also...
0: You want another one, yep. Justin? I'll give you another one here that I think is a very popular pick. But I, after what I've watched uh, this weekend, Georgetown's beaten Colorado 12-5. I'm not impressed so. by Colorado. I mean, they had probably their worst free throw shooting game against Oregon State, that Pac-12 championship game. Which, by the way, shout out my mom and also shout out Bill Walton. Two individuals I would love to see meet in a room. I'm sitting there watching the game. So i, I got to set the scene here for you. It's Saturday night. Pac-12 championship game. I'm at home visiting Mama Fish, right? We're hanging out. She's playing on her phone, watch, you know playing Candy Crush or something like that. I'm sitting there watching basketball. About halfway through the second half, she's like, who the hell's on TV right now? He sounds like a fucking moron. She was not
2: feeling Bill Mama Walton. Mama Fish. Okay, I know you're a loyal listener to the show, so listen when I say this. Bill Walton is great. He is the man, Mama Fish. He is Mama the Fish. man, She was not having it. He was the hippie
0: of the NBA. I think that's the problem, though, is he just sounded like he was stoned out of his gorge, which he probably was. He probably
2: was. He was probably the most important piece on one of the best basketball teams to ever step on the court. No, without a doubt. That 1986 Boston Celtics team, when he came in and ran the five as a passing big man, dishing the ball out to Larry Bird, Bill Wall... Bill Wall's the best. I want a Bill Wall jersey.
0: As a player, he was great. But just yeah. as a commentator, she wasn't having it. I had, to explain to her, I had to explain to her who Bill Walton was and, like, why he kind of acts how he is and just doesn't give a shit. And he said... He... At one point, he was almost sitting there just, like, almost punching out David Pash, like, jokingly, like, the, the play-by-play guy. And I was just like, this is fucking wild. Like, I don't know what... Of the one game I'm going to watch with my mom this year on a random Saturday night when I went and visited, went home for the weekend to go celebrate my grandma's birthday, we catch a Bill Walton game. Oh, and it was so friggin'... Just next level oh, weird. Fish. I'm a little disappointed you're not in on Bill Walton. I got to say, though, she is coming more and more around on the Monkey Knife Fight tattoo. Ooh. she's She has said she's going to be okay with it on the condition that Ramsey
2: gets it first. Bat. <laughs> we just got to find a good reason to get one. We have to do some sort of Monkey Knife Fight promo. So Monkey Knife Fight is for paying attention. You know where to find us.
0: And she also wants Justin to get one too with us, but I, I kind of just I got a feeling that was less likely. Justin's
1: too scared. I don't of a know needle. about Tattoo. Justin, Justin's I've too been scared of a needle the old tattoo game. He's too scared it, it, of a needle. If I was going to get a tattoo, the monkey knife I had guy. What do, what do you call him Furious again? Jo- Furious, Furious George. Furious George. Furious George, right. Okay. I would get a tattoo of Furious George. He's Somewhere. too afraid of the
0: needle. He's afraid. I am.
2: I, I
1: don't have one of these tattoos. Maybe that's not the bet that we made. One of one of percent. your kids
2: is tattoos. <laughs> all
1: these damn kids got got, got, All these damn kids and their, kids. their punk See, rock tattoos. Maybe, let me tell you something. Maybe if you guys would have studied your brackets a lot more instead of worrying about getting fucking tattoos, you would beat me in this bracket challenge. But, Jake, you, you worry about Furious George getting tattooed on your ass Justin, instead of looking what, at these brackets.
2: Justin, my bracket name is F College Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's how serious I'm taking this.
1: It is going to cost you a 30 sack.
2: Well, I got to get one for myself anyways. You know, might as well share. <laughs> people, know, people know I have no problem paying for a 30 rack. It's True. <laughs> Very true. This just like uh, Baker Mayfield doesn't.
0: What do we got? Hour in twelve. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> I, I, I squeezed it in.
2: He did. He did. I didn't. I didn't see an opening today until. Yeah. This this I was, was really the first shot.
0: Even that was not great. I want to give you a, probably a C on that.
2: I Had to force it.
0: So Justin, what's what's your if you're sitting here trash talking us? You got any good uh, Cinderellas
1: for the people? Winthrop. Who? Winthrop. Winthrop Eagles. They're they're coached by Pat Kelsey. He's a guy that has almost left there a couple times for, for for bigger jobs. They have a fantastic record. I believe they're twenty two or twenty three and one. Um,
0: they're playing Villanova in the first round. Villanova was one of the last They absolutely are, the but you tournament. have to
1: understand Villanova has lost their heart and soul and their point guard Connor Gillespie, who is who was probably going to be in the running. Definitely wasn't going to win it, but he was going to be in the running for national player of the year. Um, Villanova is falling apart hard right now.
0: I'm pretty sure I went to school it, with If a you kid remember
1: Georgetown was one of those one of those uh wins. So
0: I'm pretty sure I went to school uh, with Winthrop,
1: pre- Winthrop is a very trendy pick.
0: I'm pretty sure I went to preschool with a kid named Winthrop. They can got swirlies a lot. From
1: some guy named George.
0: Yeah, some guy named George,
1: yeah. I don't know. George Winthrop?
0: No, 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 Winthrop got swirly by George, Justin. Listen to the fucking story. Jesus.
1: Furious George.
0: No. Yes.
2: No. Yes. Yeah, maybe.
1: Furious George. Monkey knife fight. Go.
0: Fuck. Can't say that.
2: Go. <laughs> Can't say that either, dude.
0: We go over this every fucking week.
1: Play the it contest. It almost like he's doing it on purpose. Play though. the contest. He's giving you extra work. He Earth. really is.
0: What the fuck? We've been so good to this point in the episode. Like we were. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Play the contest.
2: Go play the contest. Yes.
0: <laughs> Justin, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm probably gonna. I'm gonna maybe try to add
1: a bleep into that. I don't know. I don't. I want to get rid that's of that. That's what cause... you get for. That's what you get for muting me, and forgetting I was on mute. You assholes. I didn't forget. You didn't you forget. On mute. <laughs> <laughs> there was no forgetting there. This is like ten minutes. You deserved it. Anyways, what's next?
0: Yeah, so I guess we're just gonna kind of finish up with college basketball here. Um, I like I said, I first week of, you know really interesting. I think the college college basketball is like the one sport that the first weekend of its postseason is always the best, and people kind of start to fade away as it gets to the championship.
1: Yes, unless unless you get that Cinderella like VCU George Mason. Loyal of uh, Chicago, lo- who's lo- going to have Sister yeah. Jean
0: in Indianapolis again this year at 101 years old.
1: Yep. If we can find ourselves in a situation where we have a team like that, might be the most watched tournament of all time. To be honest with you, judging by you know, what's going on in the world, world right now,
2: were we Rams? Didn't they make a final four? and No one cared. Everybody cared about Loyal. Everybody in the final cared. Four.
0: I, I gotta say, I, I I saw this from a friend of mine on Facebook. Everyone's shitting on Sister Jean, who's 101 years old for going to the NCAA tournament because of COVID and everything going on. She lived to be 101 years old. She can do whatever the damn well she pleases. She's fully vaccinated, that got the two true.
2: shots. Sister Jean, if, she, if you're if you go over 100, you should be able to murder somebody. If you get murdered by a 100-year-old... <laughs> what kind of day is that? <laughs>
0: Tell me, mean, I'm wrong. I don't entirely disagree with you. I don't say you should be able to oh murder somebody.
2: My. I think if, if you should,
0: I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. You should get a free pass for one thing. One felony. I won't even say a felony. Just one free pass on one thing.
1: One felony. Drugs. One murder. Something.
0: Sister Jean and Bill Walton just smoking jays. <laughs> right. That's gonna piss the captain right.
1: off. Yeah. To be a that, fly that in That is wall. what that that is what your prize should be if you live to be over a hundred. Smoking jays with Bill Walton. Can you imagine, <laughs> hold on, just imagine. I, this is gonna,
0: this is gonna piss off the Catholics. So sorry, Catholics, Shauna, Hannah, etc. Um, can you imagine just a room of Bill Walton, Sister or Sister Jean, like Snoop Dogg, and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield doesn't smoke weed. Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, Sister Jean, Snoop Dogg, and Bill Walton in one room. Bill Walton just blazing over them all. 7. Oh, and Willie oh. Nelson, Willie Nelson in there too. How great, to be a
2: fly on the wall in that room. Actually, I think Bill Walton moves on the list of must-get guests if the show ever goes anywhere. Yes. Yeah, I'd say that. I'll I'll, I'll give you that guy's that. So that's a very short list of must-have guests. Yeah. Bill Walton, I think, might be towards the top. There might be one <laughs> other guest that... We're not going to say yet. We're not going to name. You have to figure it out yourself.
0: Yeah, so not to piss off the Catholics. Sorry, Catholics. But I think Sister Jean gets one pass and, and stop shitting on the lady for going to the tournament. She's fully vaccinated.
2: She can do whatever the hell she pleases. She's 101. Like, yeah. You try to stop her. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever tried to stop an old person from doing anything?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, this show got off the rails. This show sucks. This sucks. All right, so we'll wrap it up here like we always try to. We didn't last week, so that's on me. Uh, first of all, shout out Kayla, our friend Kayla. It's her birthday today. Ramsey might... We'll see if she's out at the bars yet and go get a green beer with her. Probably not, though. It's getting, getting late in here. But, so shout out her. I'm um, getting that shout out for the episode. We finished the episode off with what we're going to root for this coming weekend. I think Ramsey's going to
2: say NASCAR. Am I right in that? I'm pulling against college basketball. I hope all the games are blowouts. Damn. But
0: Damn.
2: F college basketball.
1: That's damn. terrible. Damn. Justin? I'm going on the flip side. I'm I'm going, great games, upsets galore. I'm rooting for my bracket because I'm gonna crush you guys. I'm gonna be because I'm gonna win our bracket. I'm rooting for myself. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm rooting for myself. I'm rooting for my bracket. I'm gonna win this whole thing in the first weekend.
2: Is it impossible?
0: I'm sure, it's not impossible, but. I, mean, I think it's one of those where you can you can definitely you don't win the first weekend, but you can definitely lose. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna laugh. Yeah,
1: and you coming. guys are definitely gonna lose it in the first weekend. So all right, Justin. I've got it all, all wrapped right. up. All
2: right, buddy. All right. Suppose in West Virginia gets upset week one.
1: <laughs> week one.
0: All right. I'm also gonna take Justin's route here. I mean, I think most people are rooting for college basketball is pretty good. return, return to normal. Get to watch that basketball for four straight days. Can't complain about that. So that's episode 14. Make sure you're taking place in our part of our bracket challenge. Uh, we've got some awesome prizes coming up for that. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Facebook page for some Monkey Knife Fight picks coming up here as well. We will have some stuff like that going over the weekend here. For Ramsey and Justin, I'm Big E, signing off. Episode 14 in the books. This is the Rupert Wisconsin Show. See ya.
2: Hey.